on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Have you been nice or naughty this year? Google's helpful content system now comes equipped with an unhelpful content classifier. A new feature that might spark joy for advertisers. Google Ads is offering to Marie Kondo your keywords for you. Head like a hole, black as your soul. Google brings continuous scroll to desktop search results. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AK Shop. I'm Nicole Waddington. And I'm Greg Finn. And it's officially marketing o'clock here on December 9th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode full of happiness and cheer. We are so honored to be joined by the lovely Nicole Waddington once again. Nicole, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm great. What's new in your world? So I am a victim of targeted ads, as most people are if you're on Instagram. And recently, I've been getting targeted ads for egg donorship. And may I just say, donor concierge... I don't know what I did to end up in your target You're audience. You're just like what everyone wants from an egg, I think. You're so smart. <laughs> well, okay. I'll, you can check out the YouTube video. Nobody's if you asking see. me for eggs, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put a screenshot in there. But the comment was, or the description was, we're seeking an altruistic academic egg donor to help build a beautiful family. That's you. Compensation starts at $70,000. Think you might be the right fit? Apply now for this special opportunity. And here I am scrolling, you know, after work on my phone. I see this, okay? $70,000. But my first thought is, well, number one, like, what do you have to do to apply? Like, it must be a super rigorous, like, screening process, right? But my second thought is, well, if I donate my egg or eggs, for $70,000, do I get royalties if the kid ends up becoming a billionaire? <laughs> Galaxy brain thinking. You know? Galaxy brain. Is there a negotiation? I think it's all like your individual contract. Like you can set the terms. You're clearly in high demand. You should go 5% earnings, I think. 5%? 5% lifetime earnings. It's going to be a while before you see anything. 16-year <laughs> well, yeah, payoff, 17 maybe. No, well, the kid's got to go to school maybe – Pay off their loans. Well, I don't know. This, this seems that, like a wealthy family, though. They have yeah. a family description, too, you're, if you click on the link. It's so the that's right from, kind of thinking of, is what, the way you're going. I am impressed, Nicole. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're going to apply. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little scared based on the family description that they provided. <laughs> You'll have to let us know how that turns out for you. Well, I had a fun weekend last weekend. I took my daughter to, they call it Roly Poly. Wait, you have a daughter? Yeah, ever heard of her? No. They call it Roly Polies. Like, I grew up in an area with the little gym. It's like the same idea with like a bunch of mats and things for the kids to play on. She's almost two. It was truly one of the most wholesome experiences of my life. Like, 
me and my husband both went for the first class. There's all these dads singing songs, like audience participation. It was just so wholesome. But we get there and I just wasn't thinking it's at 9.15 on a Saturday morning. Everyone has to take off their shoes. And every single member of my family did not have matching socks on. <laughs> because that's just who I am. And I just don't know. I want to understand, like, it's been a long time in my life of everyone else having matching socks and mine just never are. Like when my parents were doing my laundry, now I'm doing it. And I just want to know what's so wrong with me. My it's socks just, it, never, it, ever match. I can never find them. It's the purchasing behavior that you have. You, <laughs> you purchase incorrectly. If you get a gift of, of random socks, you should donate them. You should have one pair of uniform socks. You will never then have mismatched. I can't. Socks. You don't do that, do you? I'm kind of with Greg. Yeah, all my socks are like one color. That is just so lame. It's part, you, you, mm -hmm. you can't fix it on the fly. It's a purchasing fix. That's the only way around it. Well, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, it's just something that I'm passing on through the generations. Greg, do you have anything fun for us? Yes, it's actually, this is a first time Marketing O'Clock exclusive here. We have a live review from Shep. Shep had asked for this. So I am... If, for anybody on Spotify or YouTube watching, we are going to do a review. Okay, so this is from Bodman, and it's really ripped abs. It's the fragrance body spray. Oh, is it a body spray? Oh, a bod spray? Excuse me. And it has a, a little nozzle much like a cleaner. So you had said, why would you do this to yourself? Here's the review. What is the value of the bottle? Dirt cheap. Maybe $4. I have never seen a body spray in this type of vessel okay have you no no so the review I, I is it looks like the wind, name like the it's name windex it's so good and this one it's called really ripped abs this looks like it's made for <laughs> children it really does look like windex okay yeah. i'm just spraying it into the air everyone's <laughs> leaning back in fear okay I can't smell it. It smells like abs in here. Let me spray it near you. <laughs> it's very clean. I just think it smells like a normal bar of soap. I still can't smell anything. A little more perfumey. For, though. I think I'm going for just like a clean dude. Because at the end of the day, the average guy just wants to smell nice. I don't know what I thought really ripped abs smelled like, but this just isn't it. It's $5.99. Oh, now I smell it. I literally think they recycled a Windex bottle. I mean, the presentation couldn't be worse, so it's devaluing it. That's okay. all I care about. Oh, it's getting stronger and stronger. <laughs> it's like slow-release Axe. What are the directions? Do you spray it in water? I don't know. I just spray no it in the No directions. Air. I don't like smells, so I spray it in the air, and I walk through it <laughs> like a little curtain, like a little curtain of really ripped abs. Break I'm, my way right through that six pack. I'm really happy for your fragrance journey. Thank you. Um, Not as bad as you thought, though, right? Well, I know what you smell like, so I knew it was going to be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that in. That You're was fun. Welcome. And we have fun news to get into this week. Our ads liaison, Jenny Marvin, tweeted earlier this week that there is a new keyword planner feature that automatically organizes new keywords into ad groups. She said it looks at how your keywords are organized by ad group and relevant campaigns and then you can review adjust download and apply the suggestions it's now launched in english with more languages coming look at how much you get though <laughs> like look at the liquid in that thing 
Tables, get a, can you get a close-up of that? Look at how much is in there. Okay, so I gave this a try. It is live in my accounts. From Keyword Planner, you can add keywords to a plan, and then there's a new tab that says Organize Keywords, and Google will make recommendations for where to add them in your, quote, most relevant ad groups in your highest performing campaign. So it's really all about getting your campaigns to spend more money, I think. Um, you can then review the mappings, make changes, and download the plan for a review. And Google says no changes will be made until you upload them live into your account. Okay, so when you're selecting which campaign it can go into, you can either select use top performing campaigns or in small, small font, just like not using ECPC, select campaigns not recommended. Why? Why can't I select which campaign it goes in and just see your recommendations? They're just trying so to boss weird. me around. Okay, so I tried it with a very relevant keyword for one of my clients that we're gonna add to a campaign this week that we saw in the search term report. And it says, we're unable to organize keywords into your ad groups. So I only tried it a couple times, but everywhere I tried it, it wasn't able to find any matches. I don't know if it's gonna get any better. Um, I also noticed when doing this that I haven't added keywords to an ad group straight from Keyword Planner ever. I always do it like in a spreadsheet or I'm just adding them manually. Um, but when you're doing this, if you are doing it manually and not having them select where it goes, there's a nice little drop down where you can like the match type and then you can check a box to select which ad group and campaign it goes into. So it's like pretty organized and kind of a nice user experience from what I could see um, if you want to try that. But in conclusion, I don't like the smell of really ripped abs as I'm sitting here smelling it more and more. Well, don't add it to your account. It's very, very <laughs> perfumey and I will not be adding it to my account. Nicole, what else is happening? So Google is scrolling out an updated experience for the SERP. So in a tweet on Monday, it said, we're bringing continuous scrolling to desktop in English in the US so you can continue to see more search results easily. When you reach the bottom of the search results page, you'll now be able to see up to six pages of results. Jess would be proud of that pun. I know, I have a lot of puns <laughs> that just never just, see the light of day. Yeah. <clears throat> Google already rolled out this feature in October of last year for mobile. After you get to six pages of results, you'll be offered to see more button at the end of the page. So, so it's this not is, really infinite scroll. No, they're calling it continuous scroll, not infinite scroll. So are you going to know when you got to the technical bottom of page one because there's going to be ads there for the second time? That's a good question. I don't think there's any note on the ads, but I'd imagine they'll start being mixed in. Maybe mm -hmm. there should be some notes. It seemed like there were a lot of mixed feelings about this in the thread, but one of my favorite responses was somebody who said, we can no longer hide dead bodies on page two. So you know, That old joke, that old knee slapper. Yeah. I think it makes sense. Like, I like infinite scroll everywhere else. I'm sure I'll get used to it on Google. It just is crazy because it's just been the way it has been for so long. Why wouldn't you do that, though? Yeah. If you were, like, borderline formerly first page, say position 11, 12, 13, you might see um, additional clicks. Mm -hmm. And if you were, like, lower on page one previously and you had a hacked up title and description, other people might jump in and take that. You know what I mean? There, there was some friction to being like, all right, let me get to the page two. Now there's not going to be that much friction. All right. And for me, there is an update to the helpful content. We'll call it the system. Um, so there's an update to that system. If you recall a few weeks ago, Google released all the different systems that were there. 
Um, and so this update came in December. Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable has a great, those quick facts, like a baseball card, the back of it. It started on December 5th, but wasn't noticeable until December 6th. That usually takes a few weeks to roll out. This is uh, supposed to target content that was created to rank well in search um, that, that helps humans. And so we had that initial one earlier in the year. Um, the initial one and this one is site-wide. So it's like you kind of get a score of like your, your site is helpful or it's not, right? So it's not like on an individual article by article basis. Um, additionally, I thought there was something funny. Um, there was a tweet out there that said, I think Google should have called this the unhelpful content demotion instead because Google had added a paragraph to the documentation that says, um, periodically we redefine how the classifier detects unhelpful content. We do this in a notable way, we share it, blah, 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 blah. But so it seems like there's now a, like an aspect of not just you are binary helpful, but also the classifier is going to look for unhelpful too. So you're not just like nothing or helpful, now unhelpful. So um, I guess that, that that's overall good. And, oh wait, what's that noise? It's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. And the first chart here today actually is banned for an inappropriate gesture. It started on December 1st through December 5th. So Rank Ranger, you made the naughty list this year. You're third place. Second place comes from SERP Metrics. And SERP Metrics is in there because if you look at November 28th through December 4th, that's a crypto kitty. In that chart, that is a crypto kitty that I'm seeing right Did there. you add that? The crypto kitty? Yeah. Yeah, just to show you where it was. You know, <laughs> if you're watching it, so, you can see up online that that looks like there's a crypto kitty. That was chart. a bit of a stretch. Well, if you think that was a bit of a stretch, wait till you see the winner here, Advanced Web Rankings. I looked at this and I immediately thought of a Halloween soap holder that I have that's in the shape of a skull. Every Halloween, I pull that thing out. It's the weirdest little shape in the world. This is really in your home? Yes. I don't have the metal version. I have the white version of it. And you put the little soap in its mouth. And it's the weirdest little face. And the face is in advanced web rankings starting on November 27th. If you scroll down, and you can see it up on YouTube right now, (laughs) there is the literal face with its mouth agape during this update. A sponge goes in the mouth, right? Yeah, Yeah. a sponge goes in the mouth. You keep saying soap. I'm just oh, trying no, no, to explain no. sorry, it for sorry, the yes. people. The he has a gaping little... hole in his mouth and a sponge goes in there. Look at this chart. That is literally <laughs> the skeleton sponge holder that I use on Halloween. So advanced <laughs> web ranking, I give you the win for bringing Halloween here to Christmas. I can't believe you're really not going to show us the Rank Ranger one. Like, is this because there Nicole's a, on the show? No, there's just inappropriate. Because you uh, never try to there. censor me. Look, this is a kid-friendly show here. So. <laughs> you have to tell me But later. that's it. All right. Advanced web ranking. You get the win. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week. You know what? Nicole, Chop, you decide who the winner is. We have two. It's it's a it's a we'll call this the double take. All right, because I couldn't figure out which one is better. First comes from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter. He says it's a Spotify recap. 
you've dismissed over 76,210 Google ads recommendations. That's more than 88% of advertisers. Kudos. I giggled when I saw yes, this. I saw this too and I liked it. Again, great use of Photoshop. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was a little upset at some Google ad support. I tried going through the traditional route just to see if it got any better. Didn't. It's worse. Just wanted to inflict a little pain upon myself here. And I said, I forgot how downright horrid the Google ad support is for SMBs without a rep. Just an absolute disgrace. It went on and went on. And was this for, for me? Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, somebody named Keel at KJH underscore digital said, agreed. I get better support for the makers of a five-pound <laughs> phone case on Amazon. Agreed. I get better support from the makers of a five-pound phone case on Amazon or Mike and his dismissals. I couldn't pick. Who is the winner? Uh, those are both really good. They're really good. I, I don't do want to pick. Why do we have to have two such great takes in one week? That's what a double take is. Everybody knows that. I don't think Keel's ever had one before, and Mike Ryan has, so we'll give it to Keel. All right, Keel, we appreciate that. And we appreciate the person that made that $5 phone case for you. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people, this is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. From Lawrence Chassis at L Chassis on Twitter, he tweeted a screenshot of his Google Ads interface and it has a notification, we'll call it, that says raise limited budgets and there's a button that says apply. And it looks so much like something you have to respond to that's like on your phone or something and you're not going to be able to use it. I think about this all the time. It is so annoying that they put things this way, like almost like it's a call to action. It looks like one of like those learn more where you can like go to a help page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is. I don't know what resolution Lawrence has on this, but it is floating above the help button. It's floating over the gray where the help is. To get more attention to it, I think. The so click. Link, the clickable thing. It's crazy. Okay, so he said nobody could accidentally click it if they're trying to get things done quickly. I think of small biz- a small business person who does not know PPC and or Google, not to mention what are they increasing them to? How is the campaign even performing? Why? It's literally a button that says raise a budget and does not have a number that it's raising to for a, a recommendation that you're going to apply in your account. And it's true. You're just tricking people into clicking these buttons. It looks like something you have to respond to to me. I hate it. We've got the clock series coming up. I'm not going to go on a rant. But let's just put yourself into the mind of these complete morons at Google Ads that work there. This is the best that they've come up with to try to make more money. The one thing that they never focus on is product. So absolutely backward. Are you thinking about Neil Moyan? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'm thinking about Google Ads. Like You're putting a floating hovering button over a help sign in hopes that you're gonna raise your company revenue X percent across the board so that you get a raise, it's like the most backward thinking you could do. Oh, you know what else you could do? You could just never have anyone there to answer the phone and say it's because of the COVID-19 pandemic. It still is. Almost three years later. (laughs) And their stock price is at an all-time high, which is like, good, I understand all this. I understand there's COVID. There's, there's plenty, you, you've made plenty of money because of COVID. You could have someone answer the phone. But this, this is, this is thinking is let's take as much as we can away 
because we're 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 screwed. We're literally Scrooge. Mm-hmm. Scrooge. That's what we are. Yeah, we we said that a couple of years ago. It's it that's I can't imagine. That, 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 it's, it. It, this is what public con- this is why this is why Twitter is going to do well. This is my new take. Is this is why Twitter? Elon has to have Twitter do well. All of his money is Twitter. He, it's got to work for him. Mm-hmm. These people, Google, they're going to be somewhere else in five years. They don't care. They're just going to put the little hovering button over there, get a little raise, and be off to to, to Snapchat. Now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts: paid organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, we have not a rant from Mark Subel at Mark Subel on Twitter. He says negative keyword list is not working in a PMAX campaign after adding it over a month ago. Google ads rep tells me that they don't have control, then tells me to wait another week and it will work. I guess it now takes five plus weeks for negatives to work in PMAX campaigns. Well, at least you got someone on chat because sometimes there's no one on chat either because of the Bruno 19. So there's that. That happened to me this week. But literally, he's chatting this person like, why aren't my negative keywords working? And the Google rep says, Mark, this is going to work. Please give it some time. And he says, I've given it a month. How long does it take? He's literally like someone's like ex-girlfriend, like double texting him. Okay, like we got, the person is not responding. It is so frustrating. I had somebody on Monday said that they're going to call me back at 1 p.m. I sat there waiting. No call. Jump back on. They're like, we'll call you within 24 hours. No call. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Brave announced this week that as part of a global beta program, it is now displaying, quote, privacy safe ads in between results shown by its web search engine to select users. So this is the first time that they've actually had ads on the browser. We knew this was coming. Now they're here. They call these, quote, private search ads, and they say that they will be clearly marked and will not be linked to the user's identity. Quote, Brave Search only uses your search query, country, and device type to show you ads and does not keep any kind of profile of your searches. So that's something to keep in mind for advertisers too. Like those are the only types of targeting you're going to be able to use, like down to the country level for location. That's pretty broad. Um, You can also pay $3 a month for an ad-free experience if you'd rather not see these at all. Nobody's going to do that. It was really brave of us to spray this perfume at the beginning what? of the show it's really building i know this is like it should be an ad this this should be their ad this entire thing i also want to talk about the name brave i feel like it's the opposite approach they should have taken why shouldn't they be saying that the brave people are like on google giving their data away uh, and you should like shouldn't this be called safe yeah i've mm-hmm. always thought it was weird hmm. but good like luck that. to them Andrew Goodman at Andrew underscore Goodman had a Twitter thread this week with just some like PPC ponderings. He's a a regular Kirk Williams over here. So he says, we've been through a lot. E-commerce numbers pre, during, and post-pandemic, a thread. Um, So I pulled out some highlights. And now looking at it, it looks like a lot. (laughs) You pulled out the thread. (laughs) I I didn't mean to. Um... So he's talking about like taking the long view of the past few years. So there, I just skipped one for you, Greg. He says, we saw huge spikes in April and September 2020 in Canada. Those were temporary. But what's also striking is the new higher base sustained strong results 
with conversion rates remaining pretty high across the board during the pandemic period, a long time. Listen, not only were people locked down with nothing to do and replacing offline behaviors with online, there were also at least three factors increasing their discretionary incomes, which are fiscal stimulus, monetary stimulus, and money not spent on travel and the like. So for the next couple of quarters, at least, it appears we're back to where we were back where we were doing a job, online marketing and advertising that requires a great deal of skill and fortitude and competitive spirit. 2023 will be that year, like 20, like 2003 or 2010, run of the mill years where no one thought things were particularly easy, where the strong and savvy survive. Passively enjoying this time isn't an option. Whether you do PPC, SEO, or something similar, it's back to basics. Duke it out. It's kind of beautifully written. He's not wrong. Maybe he should write a book. Especially when everybody's trying to make it harder to do your job well. It's like, you really have to want it. And and the last thing you changed the sentence that he said. Oh, It's typical. whether you do PPC, SEO, or something similar. Or sorry, passively enjoying this job isn't an option. I think you said something at a time, but like, yeah, you're going to have to, if you want to do well, you got to like it. Duke it out. That's what he said. Yeah. You got to like your job and do it well. Okay. One of my favorite things about PPC Greg, he always keeps the receipts. He updates us on something. He comes back a few weeks later, tells us how it's going. This better not be you just buttering him up for next week. For PPC Greg of the year? (laughs) (laughs) Take that back. There's That's so what much we're bi- calling it. So much bias. Oh, I always forget about Greg Sterling, so it could be. No, Chris Ridley's in this year. Christina from Discord's in this year. Okay. Well, my point was Greg Sterling's SEO, isn't he? So it doesn't have to be PPC. He's a lawyer. But, I mean, you got some steep competition here. So a couple weeks ago, this all started from Sam Tomlinson. He was asking Ginny if there was a way to stop recommendations resurfacing after you dismiss them multiple times. PPC Greg, keeping the receipts. He says, started a spreadsheet documenting how often they reappear since the last time we cleared them out. Seems like if we say lead form extensions are not relevant for our business, we probably don't need to see the recommendation again. So then... That was November 7th. Month later here, he said, dismiss most or all on 11-6, and they popped back up today. I like what month. I was thinking. It was like that, that Nicole brain. Like, <laughs> you know what? If it's not relevant to our business, it just won't pop up again. But, no. Got the hiccups? Is it the bod? <laughs> yeah. It's the bod. It's so thick. Oh, my God. You shouldn't have to like there should be a reason that's like not now and that's the only way it's going to show you again. 9 yeah, times out of 10 it. it's not a good recommendation and you're dismissing it for a reason and you don't need to see it again. But what he said like if you said it's not relevant to my business, they should take that and say, "Okay, I'm not going to annoy this company again because you took the time to put in helpful content back to them saying mm-hmm. it's not relevant." I did everything PVC Greg did side here. I'm like, let's try this. Maybe it'll be gone, but it's not going to work. You can just tell they're just trying to annoy you. That's yeah. the point. Why can't somebody with a brain? Nobody has a brain at Google Ads. That's why. I would love an option that said get bent. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening in organic? Uh, so first off, YouTube is starting to roll out its own custom emotes. The Twitch-like emotes dubbed YouTube emotes can be used across across YouTube and comment sections during live chats, though the platform previously allowed streamers to have their own reactions. 
So if you have each one of these emotes is just like little graphics. It's very much like Twitch. It's catered towards gaming right now. So they're trying to make a run that way. I think it's smart. Like, I mean, if you're watching there watching somebody else play video games, you're probably pretty dumb anyway. So <laughs> like just sit there and watch a little, little graphic pop up. Right. There's a lot of people out there. Somebody. We don't have that many listeners and I don't need you turning them away. Okay. Play a video game. Just play it yourself. Maybe you're trying to get I never tips. understood that. What about when you watch football or watch soccer? Just play it yourself. Yeah, play it yourself, Greg. <laughs> Great point. All right. <laughs> Thank I take you, it back. Nicole. <laughs> Thank disavow. you. Disavow that. We love you. Love the emotes. They have very sophisticated emotes. And so what you can also do is you can put in a colon and say cat-orange-whistling to give it a try. Very sophisticated emotes. <laughs> All right. If you were living under a rock recently, everything, everything on Twitter this past week was chat GPT. Uh, it's all I could see. I had to shut the freaking Twitter down because everybody was just making their own I'm chat I'm under GPT. a rock. You haven't seen, have you seen that? No. So you can use, um, it's from OpenAI. It's chat.openai.com. And you can say, hey, chat GPT-3, um, write me a story about Christine Zernhold's baby. And it'll write a story about it. How poetic. Yeah. And, and so everybody's like just using it to make, like, tell me how to acquire back. It's just, it was awful. So that was all Twitter was. Um, but just a friendly reminder, there was a user out there that said, I asked ChatGPT to give me a list of the best SEO blog titles for a dog accessory e-commerce website. Then I built a node script to automatically create blog posts from these topics using GPT-3 prompts and post them to Shopify. Next, I'm going to add images and backlinks. So this guy's out there saying, I'm going to automate all my content. To which Mark Williams Cook at the Taffer Boy on Twitter said, as someone that has done exactly this, I predict it will not end well. Also, keep in mind, this is a free online tool. I think Google is probably a little bit better. So if you saw this GPT chat text out there, it doesn't mean you could just use this and fire your content writer. Not the case. Don't try to do that. Who's <laughs> doing that? You've never met an SEO in your life, have you? Bless your little heart. I've met Glenn Gabe, but he's, he's a smart real. SEO. Yeah, he does real problem solving. Most SEOs like, live under a bridge. <laughs> We're not going to have any. They're all signing off right now. All right. Next up, Google search is rolling out new search refinements. For top bar filters with related topics. SEOs are very nice people. Mm-hmm. SEOs are people too. I feel like SEOs are always looking for shortcuts. Who isn't? Um, Glenn Gabe <laughs> and uh, Mark Williams Cook. Well, actually, he was looking for <laughs> shortcuts. I take that back. Okay. So Google Search is rolling out new search refinements for top bar filters with, with related topics. This was previewed at Search On Event. Uh, there's an example that Google gave here where you're looking for dinner ideas and you can add on easy, you can add on healthy, you can add on vegetarian. So it helps you, and especially if you're trying to create content and not using AI, um, you can use this for maybe other topics. There are a lot of tools out there like a SEMrush or something like that that you can see like the prefixes and suffixes. So this seems like it's sort of along those lines. But just one note, you may get searches that you wouldn't want if you're a scummy company. So Glenn Gabe says on Twitter, at Glenn Gabe, 
Regarding the new related topics filters that rolled out yesterday in the mobile SERPs, watch for the review filter. That appends review to the brand query and returns results related to that. Depending on what shows up, companies might have some work to do, smiley face. So you're looking for something? And say I'm looking for bod deodorant. I'm not looking for it. <laughs> it might say review, and then you can get right to reviews. So that might be something where A, work on your product, work on your reviews, work on your content, talking about reviews, make your own reviews page, whatever. I, I literally can't breathe. It's so strong. From Chris Sidon at Chris Sidon on Twitter, she says, it's finally here. The page path is now available as a node type in GA4 exploration reports. So you can now path on a more granular and informative level. Pretty cool. I almost feel like I sprayed it in my mouth. I feel like I'm at Hollister right now. We should turn the lights down. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. And Apple's overhauling their app store pricing to range from 29 cents to $10,000. So you've got quite the range if you're an app developer. It is uh, becoming more flexible in the face of criticism. And there was a class action lawsuit with developers last year. So you can now go, that's a pretty wide range that you can charge. All right, something actually really, really cool that I signed up for for Marketing Clock, and you can as well if you want, is Google's Area 120 has a product called Allowed. If you're not familiar with Google's 120, I don't think it's long for this world because there's blood on the streets and they're firing everything that over there and just anybody that can't put a little pop-up above something helpful. Um, but Allowed can take a video in English and dub it into Spanish for you. And the cost of this? Yes. I feel like you're going to say free because it sounds too good to be Nicole true. Nicole looking cheated. So you're the winner. Mm -hmm. Free. Free to That's do that. crazy. Yeah. So you can do this. You have to sign up now. I believe it is allowed.ai is the link. We'll have it over on community.marketingclock.com and marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter, and you can check out those links. But that's actually a big deal. There's a lot of work in there, and they said it takes a few hours, so this still sounds like there's a little bit of work there, but that would be huge, and they said that 80% of the world doesn't speak English, and this is something that could be really helpful. All right, another note just in that creator's video from YouTube. The super thanks, it was set amounts that you could do to a creator. People were asking for customizable um, amounts for super thanks and they changed it to go from one to five hundred dollars by having a customizable amount you could request they end up getting 10 percent more revenue so there's gonna be new price points on that which is awesome and then lastly here i think i've seen this in my discover feed but luke chapman from our community says it's the first time i've seen trending searches show up on my discover feed but also that first search pilk do you even know what pilk is do i want to know yes <laughs> Take a guess. Um, like a milk alternative. Yes. Pistachio milk. Very close. Did you look in? No. Okay, pilk. P-I-L-K. It's peanut it's, milk. Oh. Close. I'm trying to think. Pistachio? Okay, she already said that. It is Pepsi milk. Pilk. Number one trending search for Luke. Underscore. Why does that exist? Pepsi. Milk. How does that Pepsi exist? Milk. I don't know. But does Pepsi have an udder? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get into some udder news, actually. Nicole, what's <laughs> happening in social? All right. So first up in social, Matt Navarra shared a Twitter tool called Polywork. 
that lets you search people on Twitter and see um, if they are open to collaborating with you. So it looks like you can just sign up and download this extension and it will add a collaborate with me section below um, your following and followers count in your Twitter profile. So you can search for people who are open to doing like side projects, speaking on podcasts, brainstorming and more. And it seems like a pretty cool tool if you're a creator and looking for somebody else to collaborate That's with. That's very like DMs are open vibe. I feel like if mm-hmm. you sort by speaking on podcasts, you will just break the tool. Yeah. <laughs> you know how many requests we get I know. to speak on podcasts? <laughs> Not for us to speak, just for people pitching. People themselves. want to speak on our podcast. Which is ridiculous. What are they thinking? They smelled it in here? <laughs> Clearly not. And Elon Musk on Twitter on November 30th said, Twitter is purging a lot of spam scam accounts right now, so you may see your follower count drop. I wonder if that's what happened to the Liver King oh. on Instagram too. No, he's still there and, and more jacked than I I heard he was losing some fans. Don't you besmirch him. As a reminder, before Elon bought Twitter, he threatened to exit the deal if Twitter didn't have evidence to show that spam and bot accounts made up less than 5% of users. So this has kind of been on his top of his agenda since buying Twitter. Um, and then December 5th, he, being Elon Musk, later tweeted and replied to a user who was complaining that Twitter had suspended a whole bunch of meme accounts and said, team is was a bit too intense with spam bot suspensions, moving to chill mode. And that's the CEO. <laughs> and there are chirps of a new Twitter coin going around. Um, this was spotted by Nima Auji. Sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. And it appears to be that there are there's a new coins tab in Twitter interface showing an option to tip and subscribe. So we'll see what's in the works with that. And then Chintan Zalani on social media today published a WeChat statistics infographic. WeChat is the most used messaging platform in China, but also has a substantial number of daily active users in the U.S. So couple highlights from this infographic. There are 20 million active WeChat official accounts that are used to promote content. WeChat Work has about 250 million users and the app is so popular and integrated into daily life in China that banned users sent handwritten apologies requesting <gasps> revoking of their accounts. I wonder if it works. I wonder if they listen like Elon Musk does. <laughs> Instagram released its 2023 trend report, which includes findings on cultural and social trends after surveying Gen Z users across the U.S. So some highlights from the report. Gen Z users are generally concerned about sustainability, climate change, and are looking at thrifting or DIY clothes as an alternative to fast fashion. They're supporting political causes like donating, voting, and advocacy, makeup and beauty products is a form of expression. What does that even mean? I don't know. I think just makeup and beauty products, but they tried to make as it a, a little- a form of expression? Yeah. So you have to pick an expression in the morning and make it on <laughs> your face? Is that what it is? Well, you know, at Halloween, all those people are just like painting mm-hmm. their faces now for fun. It's like the new costume. But that's your, ex- your makeup is a, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just old. <laughs> I think they were just adding words that they didn't yeah. need to. They're interested in makeup and beauty. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. And not bod 
Bot spray. spray. Really ripped abs. As long as it's sustainable, then they'll be interested. Viral food content, influencer meet and greets, podcasts, and exploring other mixed media. Going to raves. I thought raves were like out. I thought so too, but. Do they still call them raves? I'm not sure. Am I technically Gen Z then? I thought you were. You have to be Gen Z. You're our only hope. (laughs) (laughs) And then my favorite part of the report was 39% of respondents said that having bad taste in memes makes their crush less attractive. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think the world should institute a new thing where instead of sending each other TikToks, we should like save them in a folder somewhere. And then when you're with that friend, you make each other watch the TikToks that you want. And watch their reaction. So it's more of a shared experience. All right. And then last in social, Hannah Macready wrote a Hootsuite blog post on whether LinkedIn pods actually worked. So I'd never heard of the concept of LinkedIn pods before. Basically, it's a group of people who all get together and agree to like, comment, and engage with each other's LinkedIn posts. Oh, my God. Loser alert. I know. And... You know, the theory is that content engagement will boost your post in the LinkedIn algorithm or whatever. And so Hannah tested this theory out, and I guess you can create what's called a manual pod, and that's when you, like, create a group message and get people together and rally around each other's posts. But then there's also industry-specific LinkedIn groups that you can join to meet people to like and engage with your posts. And then finally, there's also automatic pods. So there's like sites that actually help you do this and facilitate it. That is just sad. I know. She basically came to the conclusion that unless you're actually engaging with these folks in the industry and networking yourself and creating authentic connections, um, that it's that it's not worth it. And she does make a good point that it's like buying followers on Instagram. Totally. Oh, I'm a worse person for having known about these things. <laughs> and that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. For me this week, I have a Microsoft advertising campaign that is not performing great and we were performing really great earlier this year so I went into change history to try to do some investigation and kept going like farther and farther back to see when I changed like bid strategies and stuff I didn't realize that you can't see change history data for older than six months in Microsoft ads and I think that that's appalling did you know that I did not Like, that's not very long. And on that note, I think it would be really nice to have, like, beyond change history, like, if you could just do, like, a snapshot of settings at that time. Wouldn't that be such a nice feature? I'm sure nobody will give it to me. (laughs) That would be helpful, Shep. Mm -hmm. What about you, Nicole? Um, My hardly working is Google support, which seems to be a theme. (laughs) One of my clients was eligible for um, a dedicated Google rep and, um, you know, I contemplated whether it would be a waste of my time or not. Talk to Greg, talk to Chef about it. I said, what the heck? I have 30 minutes to spare. And I told you, to be fair, I'm like, you should do it. Yeah, you did. I'm like, yeah, I'll jump on too. And then you never jumped on. (laughs) (laughs) Waste of my time. 
I was gaslit so hard oh, by this no. rep. They were trying to convince me to do a prospecting campaign, a display campaign, and trying to convince me it was going to be remarketing. It wasn't remarketing. I went back and forth for five minutes about that. It's the worst. Oh, hate to see it. Gaslight, gatekeep, girl boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and for me, something that was gaslighting my, uh, my account. I finally got hit by the change that we talked about a while back with Microsoft Advertising, where you cannot get out of the audience network anymore. And we had one, usually anything smart bidding for Microsoft doesn't work. We had one DSA campaign that was working really well for a long time. Performance started to drop. We were making changes, making changes. And I realized the majority of spend was going to the audience network. So we just turned it off. We're going to turn it off. We're going to redo it. We're going to do manual CPC. We brought all this other stuff in there. All the bids are going to be super low. If you're doing anything that is smart bidding on Microsoft, A, bless your soul, and B, be careful because you can't get rid of the audience network. You can go through and you can sort by that and see how much percentage is spent on the audience network. It's probably going to make you sick. And I don't think there's a good way to do smart bidding on Microsoft anymore because the audience network does not work like search. Mm -hmm. If it was Google or something that people were using more, there would be so much outrage about it. Like it's really bad and it sneaks up on you and you're like, oh, Greg will tell me about this problem now. And I'll be like, oh, it's fine. My accounts are safe. Not that you can make a change now because you can't opt out of it. And then in a couple months, it'll happen to me. I don't know how you can use smart bidding. I don't know how, like, I don't know how you can use that on Microsoft anymore. It, it's messed up. Look, go into your accounts. If you have something that's like underperforming, look at the percentage of what's spent on search and what is spent on audience network. And no, do you think right now, like, hey, maybe I don't, I'm not running anything on audience network? Yar, if you're running Microsoft advertising. And don't try to look at your change history for more than six months ago, I guess. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is something that you might absolutely appreciate if you're doing keyword research and looking for low-hanging fruit. Danny Richmond at Danny Richmond on Twitter created a free Google Sheet script that uses GPT-3 to help identify keywords with higher high number of impressions but a weak match to page titles. So you can filter any weak keyword matches with a high number of impressions and use it to inform your content creation. And it will also create content outlines for new articles based on those search queries. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. The one, the only Sam Tomlinson ever heard of him. He has a fantastic thread on Twitter where he talks about the learnings he's had in 100 plus audits. So Sam writes, Google Ads is an area where brands invest heavily, all with little to no transparency on what the investment is returning. I've done 100 plus audits covering hundreds of millions in spend. Here are the 10 things that result in suboptimal outcomes. Goes through and says, breaks it down into five core buckets, strategy and research, account and campaign structure, data flows, creative and landers, and then management. So this is something that you should read. This should, he, he should have waited for Elon to come up with the longer tweets because there's a lot here, but it is a phenomenal thread 
that must be read. Shout out to Jess, uh, and we appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. His handle, thank Tom. Thank you, Sam Tomlinson. His handle is at digital Sam I am on Twitter. Go check it out. And if you want to see the full thread, head on over to community.marketingclock.com, marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingclock.com to listen to the playlist. Nicole, what will you be adding to this week? I'm getting ready for Winter Solstice and adding Winter Solstice by Phoenix. I don't know what our policy is with holiday tunes. Oh, Maybe we no. add them and then we can remove them after. Listen, no. you this this playlist was your idea. This playlist is getting broke. We're breaking it up. We're <laughs> we have new plans. Oh, what is that you said? Picks? <laughs> Are I you kidding my me? Picks. I forgot my picks for the week. I went three and three last week, so whatever that was, it's three and three. And my picks, I just put them in fast, so they'll probably be good. I got the Vikings plus two, the Browns plus six, the Jets plus nine and a half, the Texans plus 16 and a half, and the Giants plus seven. I'm taking all underdogs this week. Oh, anyway, back to my pick. I was doing my pick. I didn't pick mine. Did I say mine yet? Oh, you're last. Okay, what's your holiday pick? Okay. (laughs) I will be picking Jingle Bells question mark by Babs. Queen Barbara Streisand. Have you ever heard it? It's so good. How could you work to this? It's so good. My daughter keeps, she's like learning the song Jingle Bells and she keeps asking me to play it. And I put the Barbara Streisand version on and I'm like trolling her and she gets so mad. And I'm like, welcome to the rest of your life. (laughs) (laughs) That poor girl. Okay, what's your pick? Um, Fire on High by ELO. All right, that does it for today's show. It is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. Today, we are playing everyone's favorite game. This is one of the best... Games to play with Nicole on the show, I think. It's pet peeves. I feel like you've got a lot. <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or not. Um, it is not a compliment. It might be the biggest shot fired at you. She, she's Jeff. got a lot of opinions. Usually they're right. Don't not when we're playing crap. Greg's games. Oh, you don't have a chance. <laughs> What's your first pet peeve? Um, so I've recently been into hot yoga and I feel like this applies to like any fitness class, but when you have a pretty empty room and you picked your spot and then somebody comes in and like picks one right next to you when there's all these other options for places to put your mat. Welcome to the men's bathrooms. That's <laughs> like all urinals That's are. That's like a urinal thing, right? <laughs> I don't really work out a lot to know that problem, but it sounds weird. I would never do that. I would definitely be like far away and I would never put myself like in front of people. Like don't watch me. Yeah. Do you know how many people are in the class though? Do you know it's a full class or do you just have no idea? It usually is a full class. Well, then they're just moving it out. They're just getting there. No, but this is like before. This is like before it fills up. But you have your choice. They might Maybe. be trying to be courteous for the next people to be like, oh, well, you can just come in here. Everybody can go in a nice little row, all nice, neat, meticulous, and organized. And it says something nice about you. It's like the devil you know or the devil you don't know. They're sticking with you because they don't know who else is coming in. She's just trying to win you back. <laughs> okay, Tables, what's your pet peeve? 
Um, one of my pet peeves is when somebody's showing you something on their computer and they have like 20 internet tabs open. Can't stand it. <laughs> nice to meet you, Tables. <laughs> Everybody is seething right now that's listening. <laughs> Everybody is just breaking Sorry. their phones. What do you think is an appropriate number? I think like the maximum should be five. Oh my God. So I have cute. terrible tab management. I've got things open in separate windows. I'm so bad. So... Like standard, if you can't read like more than two words, the tab, too many tabs. In, yeah, the, like in the preview. In the title? Yeah. I'm way over that. <laughs> I've got things from weeks ago. But I know it about myself. Okay, Greg, what's yours? Okay, so for me, um, girls, U9, soccer coach, MBD. Um, but I've been trying to watch more soccer World Cup. I, everybody has this pet peeve, but I, I think I have a solution for it. The fake injuries. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. absolutely I think it's nightmare. kind of fun. No, I don't want to watch. I'm, I'm not here to watch a freaking play. I'm watching here, them to here to play soccer, all right? I don't want to see this acting. And then they're rolling around, and then like they score, and they just pop up and celebrate. And so he, what they need to do is if you have the injury or a fake an injury, you're out of bounds until the next stop. How, you can't prove it. someone's yeah, faking. Well, then get off the ground. I don't care. You're injured. Get that little cart and get off the field. How did you turn this into poke holes? <laughs> no, <laughs> because I have to say this here. I think women don't do it as much because I don't remember like watching Mia Hamm do that. And I think if she did, like I might have stuck with soccer longer. It's really fun. <laughs> no, you should just cart them off, push them off, roll them off the, the pitch, as they call it. And then they can come back in the next stoppage. That's what it should be. You shouldn't just be able to come in and off the field. I think it's the best part of the game. And the cleats. Everybody hates these answers here today. Okay. A pet peeve of mine is in the winter. This is like a a girl-specific thing, lady. Um, And you're like wearing a long sweater or shirt, and it's longer than your coat. And then you have to like zip your coat over it and then I feel like I never see people out in public with their sweaters hanging out under their coats but mine always is and I just look like a big dumb idiot I and I don't know that. what I'm supposed to do I relate to that get a longer coat yeah pretty easy answer <laughs> coats are expensive <laughs> I hate that do you well, have another put, one for put us? your sweater oh. in the dryer a little longer and just ruin it yeah. no thank you okay. Nicole Let's each do three. Is that reasonable? Sure. Okay. <laughs> you looked mad. <laughs> um, when people overuse the reactions in iMessage, because it notifies me every single time, even if you didn't really have a real response. So I'm getting like 50 notifications and everybody's like just reacting. That's just group chats in general are a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> it's really annoying. Okay, tables, what do you have? Okay, so we don't really have this problem in New York anymore, but I was recently in Florida and they still use styrofoam. And it's the sound of styrofoam boxes being smushed together in like a to-go bag. It's super cringy. Oh, and it's like like a little soggy from the French fries. It's just like the sound of it. The sound of it getting pushed together is gross. I know. I relate to that one. Greg? Okay, I'm going to do an impromptu urinal one because Nicole brought it up. Um, Pet peeve. Adults peeing in the kids' urinal. What? There's one Wait, kids' urinal. There's kids' urinal. It's made for little kids, and people go out of their way so they don't have to stand next to somebody else, and they go pee in the kids' urinal because it's further away. And the Do they have is, them everywhere? Be, 
so many open, like normal size urinals open, and they'll just pick the kids one because it's at the end. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't it's, understand. It's, it. it's the Nicoles of the world. Okay, trying what's not, a place like a to... restaurant would have a kids urinal? If you've got three urinals, one of them is usually kids. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Why yeah. don't they have kids that. toilets? Yeah, that's a good I question. Think all toilets are kids toilets. And that's how it works. No, you gotta lift the kid up, don't yeah. you? I think if you can pee, you can pee on a toilet. No, but if the kid is short, it's hard to climb up on the toilet. You don't have a kid who's been potty trained. I know this. <laughs> okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> they could do it. They could get up there. Not, I if, not if you're just learning, but if you're just learning, a parent's gonna go in there anyway. Right? Okay. I had no idea that there were little kids' urinals in all the yeah. bathrooms near me. Yeah, it's always on the end, and there's always somebody that's just using that. <laughs> like, I get it. If that's the only one open, use it. But people just flock towards it because it's at the end. And then the kids have to wait? Yeah, they got to wait. <sighs> what a shame. Okay, I'm going to keep it fashion. Another problem I have this time of year is I like to wear my like skinny jeans and then I wear my ankle boots that are like a little taller than my ankle and then my socks are always showing and I look like an idiot. My like ankle socks. I don't know what everyone else is doing that I'm not. You don't see this every I'm day. I'm having a hard time imagining. I'm wearing black pants and black boots and there's like an inch of my like men's dress sock height sock with green polka dots. Wear shorter socks. It's only me. Yeah. You've got a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay, Nicole, what do you have next? Okay. Um, wet sponges in the sink. Ooh, I don't like sponges are gross i just yeah i don't like sponges as a concept i am a dishwasher person but um just wring them out and then put them on the little like holders so i'm that making they dry out i'm making the one of one shirt that says that i don't like sponges as a concept i don't either <laughs> <laughs> who does it's really gross when you think about it you have it for like a couple months and it's just washing every couple dish months. How, well scrub daddy Couple months. That's a while. Like, I got time. Like three weeks max. Yeah. Scrub Daddy's last a long time. Tables, what do you have for us? Okay, biggest pet peeve is when people do not break down their cardboard boxes before they put them in the recycling bin. Oops. Nice to meet you, table. <laughs> can't, can't do it. <laughs> I feel no, like I every time we it play this, so I realize tables hates me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine is. When you order coffee and you get a coffee with sugar. That's not a coffee. Nobody wants sugar in their coffee. I Everyone agree. does. No. No. You would say I would like coffee with sugar added to it. I People so just much do it without to, you asking? I, I, if you, you have to specify coffee, black, nothing in it. Just a black coffee. Nothing. Like you should It should be, be assumed. Say, I want a coffee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could I just have a coffee? The coffee should be implied exactly what i asked for coffee with just coffee beans excuse the barista for assuming that you don't want your insides like to just be burning in acid <laughs> a little cream and sugar is delicious mm -mm. no that's not coffee that's a coffee with cream and sugar okay i think what we learned here is that i'm everyone's pet peeve and we'll see you <laughs> next week <laughs>